Hey, this is Homeboy88 of the Homeboy88 Podcast and good friend of the Pro Wrestling Coalition Network, the PWC. Check out my podcast where all the podcasts are available, the Homeboy88 Podcast. Thank you. The following program is presented by Atmark Media. Symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. to Hami Media Group, or as the cool kids say, HMG. We're here to provide you with the very best entertainment alternative media has to offer. Thank you to all our supporters who have made us what we are today. Follow us on social media, video, and podcast platforms at Hami Media Group. Become a subscriber to Hami Media Group at Patreon.com for great free daily content as well as off-the-top-rope extras. Subscribe to our affiliate Patreon channels with a plethora of fun content on various tiers that will bring tears of joy to your eyes. Vince Russo's The Brand, The Rip Rogers FR Podcast, Stevie Ray TV, Goldilocks, The A Show with Aaron Stevens and April Hunter, The Two Man Power Trip, Velvet Sky and Angelina Love, The Beautiful People. And now, the Larry Hankin Stories. Support your favorite HMG and independent pro wrestling talent at ProWrestlingTees.com. Enjoy the ultimate meal with Zordo's Ultra Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Head over to ZordosOliveOil.com. Start your day with the best cup of joe, bro. Try a fantastic selection of flavorful coffee blends at TheBroasters.com. StevieRichardsFitness.com. Get off that couch and make a healthy change without leaving your home. Amazing resistance band and yoga workout programs at an affordable price that will help you become a band new you. Hear from the pros who live the biz, bro, with talent that have worked for every major organization led by the man who put the attitude back in pro wrestling and in your ear holes. It's gotta be russosbrand.com bro again we'd like to thank you for joining us here at hmg and now it's time to be entertained 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 2 1 
Danielson looking for the lapel lock on the right arm of Hangman Adam Page, the damaged right arm. And it's grabbing at the hair, grabbing at the nose, at the eyes, and now he's got it locked. Ripping at the face, tearing at the flesh. Where's the chance for the challenger? And Danielson has the hands linked across the nose and mouth of the champion. So not only is this putting pressure. Danielson, on their feet, they're cheering. They're emotionally invested in what they have been watching here. Hangman, you can see he's got his mouth clear. He can breathe once again, but the pressure still on the shoulder. The damaged right arm he just powered his way out of that. He certainly did. Now, Hangman, the catapult. The blood loss. Now, look at this. You know, uh, Brian's going to try to skin the cat. Oh, he, he, at the end of the match last time, he skinned the cat right near the end. He didn't have enough to skin the cat that time. Now, Danielson couldn't bring himself back in over the top rope. Hangman taking advantage with that high boot. Big chance upcoming. His feast are famine. Barihara Moonsault hits this time, crashes on the challenger. Moonsault scores, and now the champion has a distinct opportunity to end this thing. Here it comes. Hangman out of page. Buckshot once again avoided. Busaiko knee! And that running knee shot got all of it. Could be over, should be over. No, not over. And what gut. Rip termination. And do you think Brian Danielson is kicking himself right now for underestimating Hangman Adam Page in the early moments of this match? You know, you might be right. And look at the fans, would you? As the late great WC Field said, Tony, one can't grieve forever. Nothing you can do about how you started the match. We're, we're waist deep now. That's right. You got to move on. And look at this, man. They're just crawling and pushing their bodies towards each other. They both are looking for a miracle at this point in the match, in my opinion. Remember, that Busaiku knee, that's how Brian Danielson defeated Minoru Suzuki, one of the toughest men in the world, Hangman Adam Page, able to absorb the contact and kick out. Well, I've seen more headbutts in this one match than I've ever seen in any one match. We've been doing a lot of them, JR. This has been Headbutt City, buddy. Yes, you got to wonder what kind of collateral damage could be happening. Yeah, you're right. With these uh, multiple headbutts by both guys. Look at that. That's just using your head as a battering ram, a weapon. He just, and he absorbed it, did the champ, and he batters him on his own. But Daniels, wow, Danielson using the momentum to come flying in. Hangman! Man, these guys are nothing up, I can tell you. This is what this is what the world title means in AEW, guys. This is what it means. Like two bighorn sheep colliding. Danielson counters with a roundhouse kick. Right to the temple. Rolling elbow strike. Danielson, roundhouse avoided by Hangman. Hangman, thinking another dead eye. No. Gotchdown, pile driver. That normally does it. He's up the near leg. Up by that two. Got it kicked out. Might be a little thing, it may be no thing, okay? But hooking the near leg is not nearly as effective as hooking the outside leg. That's right, because of the leverage of the body across, right? And that is a potential mistake made by the challenger. Take a look at that. When Danielson hit that God style pile driver, the cradle pile driver, he was looking at Jerry Lynn and now he's smiling at the judges. A lot of writing going on in the judges. A lot of notes being taken of this one.
fans on their feet, as you can see. And I know you at home are, feel the same way we do. Who in the hell is going to win this thing? Danielson with control of the wrists of the AEW World Champion. Vicious stomps. Can barely stand. What a gut check for both these supreme athletes for the AEW World title. Going for the knee again here, Excalibur, I believe. It certainly is. No, no Hangman counters! Nice power bomb. Seemed to work to me. A desperation counter by Hangman. Oh, wait a second, right here in the triangle! Danielson lured Hangman into the triangle sleeper and now hammering with the point of the elbow. Can't stay there long, champ. No, you can't. Okay. Oh, Hangman tried to power out. Danielson changed his grip, and look at this now. Danielson, as we've seen, so many different ways to beat you. That's that same leg lock that John Silver used to injure at Brian Danielson. It's a struggle. This is just a human struggle. The amazing professional wrestler. Rotting their asses off. Win this oh, match. back drop driver! That folded him up, Excalibur. Like an accordion, Tony. Here we go. He has pulled the elbow pad down. And you know what he's thinking right now? I hope he's thinking about winning. Well, I think he's thinking about buckshot. Danielson's avoided two, two previous times. Oh, not that one. Guts and Brain and Guts and all. Yes! And the champion retains. What a hell of a contest. Man to man. A winner of this match. And still, all Alien Wrestling World Champion, Hangman Adam Page. It took one of those clotheslines. One. As it should. Hangman Adam Page kicking off the TBS era of Dynamite, slaying the dragon with the buckshot lariat. Coalition is on the air 
for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Christopher Ann. Because there's no point of me saying anything now until no. we get into the show. So, yeah. Five, four, three, two, one. Go for it. 
Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back. It's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. It's time for the Wednesday night skirmish. Uh, welcome back to the PWC, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are reviewing uh, AEW Dynamite, uh, but before we start the show, um, let me just introduce you to uh, myself and my co-host, I am Christopher Ams. That's A-M-B-S, like lambs with Noel or bullshit first thing in the morning, um, rather than bullshit last thing in the evening, uh, which is what I'm going through tonight. Um, <clears throat> but we'll get into that. You're also on here with uh, with my co-host, Jimmy, Jimmy T. Um, Jimmy, how the fuck's Australia? Not only is it hot and fucking grimy, but Australia's drained by watching fucking Dynamite, bro. I'm telling you now, man, I am drained from watching that shit. What the fuck was this shit, bro? Yeah, it was... I don't know, man. It, like, the opening match wasn't bad. We'll get into it. Um, but some of the stuff on this show was just egregiously bad. Like, to the point where you're watching it, you're left kind of going, like, am I... Like, why am I watching this? What... Like, why am I watching why? wrestling school? You know. Um, before we get into the show, though, uh, we do have a little bit of news here. As um, the WWE announced some uh, releases earlier in the day, um, there are there are a couple of people who I think are important in these releases, um, and a couple who I think probably aren't important. But um, the you know the internet wrestling community may think they are. So the, the two who I think actually are important, uh, mostly because of their minds and mostly because of what this may or may not mean for um, one Hunter Hearst Helmsley is Road Dog and William Regal were both released. Um, yeah. The Regal one, I'm really perplexed, bro. Yeah, that's the right word for it, isn't it? I, you know, when I saw that, I, I, you know, I, I saw the rest of these releases, and I was just like, okay, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Um, Timothy Thatcher, that's a bit of a surprise. He's pretty big over in the UK. Um, you know, they could have done something with him. I think uh, Danny Birch, likewise, uh, really Absolutely. good in ring talent, maybe a little small. Um, but still like you, you could have done something with them. Um, but road dog and regal both stood out because these are like triple H's guys. Right. Um, right. Which makes me wonder what's next for the boss's son-in-law. Is he going to be sticking around you figure or. Well, there's a lot of bullshit talk going out there that triple H is dead set thinking of leaving WWE, but don't listen to this shit. It's all bullshit. It's all fucking the IWC that has websites just speculating, but acting like they've got sources saying, Triple H is going to fucking leave. Look, they are Triple H guys. And yes, it doesn't look good for Triple H, but I don't see the game, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Paul Levesque, whatever you want to call him, be leaving WWE anytime soon, if ever. Yeah, I mean, it would certainly be nothing less than a shock for him to leave. I mean, you know, considering his relationships that he has there, um, they're not insignificant relationships. So I, I don't know, just like seeing this all happen today, 
left me very, very like confused about what's next for this company because you know for a while there it very much looked like you know that WWE would be okay provided that the person who they left in charge after Vince leaves was Hunter who right whether or not he made a whole ton of money or anything when he was um, when he was doing everything in in NXT he certainly showed the you know the right kind of um, creative mind to be able to do something but it just looks like uh, they really don't have any faith in him is that like do you think that I'm uh, am I overselling it when I say that or does that kind of what it or is that kind of what it seems like to you because to me this looks like a company have just completely lost faith in him it comes across that way no doubt about it but um I don't maybe we are going a bit too deep into it maybe they just want a different direction we don't know how hunter feels about this at the end of the day we can speculate but that's all we're doing you're speculating right so and True i don't enough. want to speculate right i don't want to speculate without being pretty sure look knowing triple h the way we know him that doesn't mean i know him personally i'm talking about just by going by what we hear from others and whatnot you think you'd be pissed off right in saying that I don't know, man. Maybe they look. I'm hearing it's it's all Nick Khan again that's doing all these moves, and don't be surprised if there's some sort of power struggle going on in WWE as we know it, dude. Like he could be playing his little fucking political moves on top of Triple H, and I'm talking about Nick Khan, so you never know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. The the whole thing just you know what it reeks of to me. You know, like in hip hop, there's a there's there's a term that that people have used quite a bit. Jay Z sort of you know mostly popularized it, but there's been a lot of different rappers who have used this this phrase, and it's yeah. I got now, I don't care who's got next, right? <laughs> um, Absolutely. You know, the idea being that like I don't really care who's coming up next or who's you know next on the horizon because I'm the best right now, kind of thing, right? Which yeah. um, you know is fine, I guess, but if you're running you know, if you're running a business the size of the WWE, um, and I know that right now they feel untouchable because right now they are untouchable. Like there, there's right. like AEW is not coming anywhere near impacting WWE. The, like the WWE is so far ahead of everybody in terms of finances. But I don't know, man. I just I look at it and I'm like. This whole we don't care who who's got next thing is the wrong way of looking at this because maybe it's just me, but I, I look at moves like this and I think, okay, so where where is William Regal gonna go? Yeah, that worries me too, man, because I'm sure most of our listeners would know, and I'm sure you do too, Chris, but he has a history of drug problems, and I'm talking about heroin problems that he's man. And I remember an interview he did a while ago where he said when WWE fired him, he got back on the shit. And then when he got rehired, that's when he wanted to clean up and got his life back on the straight and narrow. And I'm afraid, I'm, I'm not saying he's going to go back down that route, but damn, man, you never know, right? I mean, shit. It just worries me because of the way he talks. Right. And I mean, think about the mind that we're talking about, right? Think about the potential that is there just in the brain of William Regal, right? Like what can he add to a wrestling company? And it's a lot like 
he can add Absolutely. a lot just as an on-screen character. Do you know what I mean? Never mind his ability, you know, for backstage stuff, but just on screen, he can add a certain, um, a certain air of legitimacy, I feel like. And I mean, if I'm AEW, I'm calling William Regal right now and I'm saying, hey, like, how interested would you be in moving over to Jacksonville? You know, right now he's in Orlando. Right, absolutely. I mean, it would be dumb if they didn't, right? Yeah, and I mean, one more brilliant guy backstage isn't going to hurt anything. And, you know, fingers crossed, maybe somebody would actually listen to this brilliant guy backstage. But, um, absolutely. you know, to me, it's like certain moves that the WWE are making are just dumb moves. And again, I mean, they let go of 20 other people today from NXT who I've literally never heard of. And I don't care about, and even guys like Timothy Thatcher and Danny Birch, they're talented guys. There's, you know, they're guys who I think, you know, have, I would say relatively serious, you know, in ring futures somewhere, but these, these guys aren't superstars either. These aren't, these guys aren't guys who are going to main adventure pay-per-views. They're still worth something though. And the fact that the WWE just seems to be letting these people go for absolutely nothing. I don't know. To me, it just reeks of that, you know, like I'm, like I was saying that whole, you know, we got now, we don't care who got next kind of attitude. And I feel like that's going to start to bite them in the ass here pretty soon. Absolutely. I mean, if they're not careful and they don't seem to be careful, it, you'd think it would bite them in the ass. But so far, I mean, has it really, other than COVID? I mean, that's why I'm going to wait and see what happens here because, like I said, man, we've been speculating and I don't know the whole story, but it is weird, man. It's, it's, it's definitely weird. I don't understand what's going on. It feels like a Nick Khan play. And... I just hope that he knows what he's doing because if he doesn't, I mean, the right move was having Bron Breaker become NXT champion, right? That's a start. Yeah, but I mean, who are you surrounding Bron Breaker with? He's a young guy. He needs to learn from, you know, older, more experienced guys. And, you know, who's he going to learn from now? Like, who's the who's the guy backstage who's seen it all, done it all, and knows what he needs to do? Like, that was William Regal. It's true, man. It's true. It surprised me. You know what else surprised me? The fact that Samoa Joe didn't get released again. Yeah, that must be coming down the pike here or something. That just Nick Nick Khan missed that one, or I, I don't know. It's weird, right? <laughs> It's, it's so strange. Maybe he's the one that was getting groomed to take over Regal's position after all. Maybe. I mean, Joe would, would be good in that, you know, in that role. He's a, he's a, he's a guy who has been there and done it. And he, he built himself as a, as a, uh, you know, as a pro wrestler and everything. But I don't know, to me, this is just a lot of, a lot of backstage knowledge and talent being let go. And I, 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 I don't understand why. Neither do I, bro. That no. makes two of us, man. I really don't get it. As far as Birch and uh, who was the other one again? Timothy Thatcher. Oh, yes. Timothy Thatcher. Both of those guys are tough, man. They're very much alike. Yep. But but the problem is with these two, they're both small guys. They're tough vanilla midgets, man. I'm sorry I said it, but it is what it is. Who knows? Who knows where they end up? I don't see AEW really going for them. Maybe one of the two, 
I could see going to AEW, but as far as others go, there was a couple of notable names from the office, but no one really to mention. But the Regal one is the one that shocks me absolutely, man. And I hope for his sake he gets a he gets a gig in AEW because they'll be idiots not to sign him. Yeah, or at least to have a conversation with them about, hey, you know, do you have any interest? What are you, you know, what are you looking for? Because, man, that's the kind of guy who can make a real difference in your, you know, in your TV product. Even he's that good. Absolutely, he's that so. good. Absolutely, I agree, man. So we'll see. Um, and we just wanted to bring that up since that that had sort of broke right before uh, the show went live today. Um, yeah, let's. Uh, Let's get into AEW Dynamite. They start Oof. off. Yeah. <laughs> we have to. Yeah. yeah, we'll get into the show. Hey, listen, um, the opening match wasn't bad. Uh, I thought it ended a little abruptly. Um, yeah, it did. And uh, I don't know. I, I'm going to give them a little bit of credit for how it ended, to be honest with you, even though I didn't love the ending. But, you know... Again, we'll we'll talk about it when we get there. But let's start off here. Uh, they start off with the world title match. It's uh, Brian Danielson versus Adam Hangman Page for the AEW uh, World Championship. The judges at ringside are Lynn, Paul White, and Mark Henry. So, cool. Nobody exciting at all. Um, <laughs> you know, nobody even to get a pop for. Like that's. This is such a simple, like, to me, that's just such a simple moment to have somebody, you know, if it's Brett, you know, have it be Brett. If it's not Brett, let it be somebody else. There's got to be somebody that they could have put in this spot that would have at least gotten some kind of a, oh, hey, I haven't seen that guy in a while type pop, you know, fucking call up Jeff Jarrett and ask him if he wants to be on TV for a minute. Yeah, you slap nuts. Get Eric Bischoff back over here for a week. I mean, just something. You do know both of them have been on TV recently, right? <laughs> yeah. One was well, Jeff Jarrett was in GCW. Can you believe that shit? And Bischoff, I believe, was was on WB television. So there you go. Right. Not where I would have put either one of these guys, but um, whatever. Yep. Um, I'm just saying, you know, like this is a, this is a spot that's made for you know that pop right that oh hey we haven't seen that guy in a while pop where it's not like a big thing you're not changing the direction of your company or anything but it's just one of those like oh yeah that guy exists um and they didn't even do that because i mean lynn you know paul white and mark henry they've they've been there right these guys have been there forever and um they haven't been made into anything. So there's no reason to be excited about them being there. Um, anyway, uh, the match starts off with Danielson, uh, stalling a bit, uh, same as, you know, same as the last match he's doing jumping jacks. He's walking out of the ring. He's, you know, leaning into the ropes. He's got, you know, he's got good facials going on. He's trying to piss off people trying to piss off hangman. Um, Hangman misses a moonsault to the outside. Brian focuses on the arm. Um, 
it felt early on like they were doing a pretty decent job of telling a specific story, and that is that both men learned from the last match and are more capable of countering one another's offense. So there was lots right. of that happening where one guy was going for something that he's known for and there was a counter. You know, uh, Brian would go for, you know, one of his big kicks and Hangman had an answer, or Hangman would go for the um, Deadeye and Danielson had an answer. So, you know, they were doing a good job of telling that story. Um, both men get get some color here uh, in the match, which is fine. I know they're trying to add a little bit of, uh, you know, they're trying to add a little bit of something to the story here since both guys are yeah. bleeding. Right. I And I felt like it worked in terms of Brian. Um you know, he was doing a really good job of selling that, like, I'm exhausted because I, you know, I lost so much blood I, I can hardly move kind of thing. Um, but I just, I kind of felt like for Hangman, it was just sort of blood for the sake of blood again. And yeah, it was, man. Know. Make the mistake about it. It was. Right, right. Um, there's a cool spot here uh, where both guys are holding suplex locks and they roll over the top rope. Um, I kind of like that. It's something that you don't see all the time. It's not the first time I've ever seen it, but it's, you know, it's one of those spots that doesn't get you overused. So when you do see it, you're like, oh yeah, they can do that. Um, yeah. Hangman takes back over. He does some jumping jacks. That's a good call back to lat to, to the other week. It's good storytelling. Um, Danielson playing possum. He gets the LaBelle lock as a, um, counter, um, he then counters the buckshot with a knee for a near fall. Um, definitely some people at ringside bid for that. I didn't think they were going to go for a pin cause that's not, that hasn't been Danielson's finish since he's been in a, in AEW. I know he's beaten like, you know, a jobber or two with the knee, but for the most part, he's been finishing guys with the, uh, submissions. Absolutely. Um, he has no doubt. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a back body drop to an exhausted Brian and a buckshot lariat for the clean win. Now, um, this match was definitely not as good as the other match. Um, no way near, bro. No. Um, here's the thing. I'm going to give them a little bit of credit because I thought they booked themselves into a corner. I thought that they were going to have another fucked finish. Um, right. And I thought that – all. Given- so did I. And I thought that given where these guys both were in their careers, they were, you know, they're both, they both kind of need to stay strong. Um, I thought that we were going to get some kind of a fuck finish, but I actually like the fact that they gave us a clean win. Um, I do think that Danielson is the better call for, for world champion right now. Uh, but, you know, beggars can't be choosers. What did you think about, about the match? Well, I was surprised I didn't go with the fuckery of a finish, right? So I was expecting that, that's for sure, right? Second of all, I, don't, I hate the finish, man. And this match in general was a carbon copy of the first match they had, right? Except it, it just turned to shit to me. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. And the fans weren't really that into it, man. Then again, they weren't really into the whole show as a whole, I felt, either, right? Right. But, Man, I don't know. I, I just felt like 
I don't know. Like even both of them getting color for the sake of color sort of irked me. They didn't even have to go there. You know what I'm saying? And now yeah. what? Danielson's a fucking choker. Is that what we're getting? I mean, that's the question I have too. Is like, look, I you know I commend them for going out of their way and giving us an actual finish. I you know the clean win definitely elevates Hangman. Um, right. But yeah, you know the the two guys who have made actual differences on your show in terms of getting eyeballs are Danielson and Punk, and we we know that we're you know it looked last week like we were going backwards and we weren't you know going forward with the Punk and MJF thing and now it looks like we are so I guess we are I can't really I can't really say anything about that but but Danielson it just seems like they're you know I, I don't know what they're going to do with them moving forward maybe maybe they can do something really badass and I'm and you know in a month you know in a month from now I'm going oh man they did such a great job here um but I need to see it <laughs> hopefully it goes to a Kazuchika Okada fucking feud bro yeah I said it and just quietly we've got a running actually Chris a track black aka michael davis what the fuck's cracking bro yo what's going on i was like i was like seeing him punk tonight and just ran ran in like i like i damn it please and i saw you guys alive like, what the hell how about i join in Fuck nah, it, man, man. go ahead give us your thoughts on what we've spoken about so far man well i i, I agree with, with both of you guys with, um with, with dancing and uh him and pace mask um it was not as good as their last match. Um, they were just getting cut like 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 I think like I said it was they were just bleeding for the sake of bleeding, <clears throat> and I think he needed to have him and Pace win here to legitimize his title ring, and the the, right. the Dudley yeah. being there was just was no point. Like who who really cares about the Dudley being there? Like Paul White, Jerry Lynn, Mark Henry, who who really cares? Like. <clears throat> Really, he really had it like like had to play, judge to be like a play in here, have like a like a came in there or like a Eric Eric Bischoff, but they had no another right. guy there, so it was no point having judge there in the first place. I knew had a had a feeling I think uh, that Hangman Page would win the match here, but overall it was okay match. Didn't it be um bloody bloody uh, like like that? But glad Hangman Page won, and I'm looking forward to see what he what he does next. Right, right. And I, can I just say one quick thing? Are you feeling better, dude? Because uh, I saw what you said on, on social media. I don't know if you want to say it on the air, but are you feeling better, dude? I'm feeling a little bit better. And I thought it was something that I, I – first, first I thought it was just a super cold, but ended up being a little bit serious now. But um, <clears throat> I think I'm getting a little bit better. A little bit better. And um, I was thinking, thinking for uh, – for, uh, for, what was it? No, no, no worries, bro. That's we just want to see that you're all right, man. But go for it, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, happy that you're doing better, buddy. Um, <clears throat> so next up here, we've got the acclaimed. Uh, they're doing a, a backstage video. They say that they're going to release a, a music video next week about Sting and Darby. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, they will be good because if you, I don't know if you've seen any of their music videos, Chris, but they're fucking funny, bro. Uh, yeah. Um, and listen, I like Max Caster. You know, we've, we've talked about him since, you right. know, since the jump that we like 
we like these Absolutely. guys. We like the the gimmick. Um, I just wonder if this is the right like if this is the right situation to be doing this. I mean, you know, you release a, a music video as a as a diss thing. You know, that works against certain guys. I think that it could work against Darby Allen, but I, I just. How is how is sixty one year old Sting going to react to somebody releasing a, a rap diss about him? Oh, you know he's gonna bust straight back, bro. Oh, he's God. gonna be like, "It's Sting! What do we have here?" He's gonna be rapping like that, bro. Sting. Uh, <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> track. <laughs> what, what, what do you think about what, what do you think about this? Are you? Uh, are you as excited as as Jimmy seems to be about the uh, the potential for um, you know a, a a diss? I I don't care about these guys. Um, like 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 I said, I'd rather have these guys over the Sitwell from WWE. But um, oh, any day, bro. But um, I don't I don't really care what they got to do here with um with the Darby thing. <clears throat> First they hey call they call him the My Coming Woman's look like. Now I call him uh I'm here before Christmas look like like look which one is it? Like pick pick uh, uh face 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 paint and Cause I really don't care I honestly don't care what kind of this this is they gotta do on Sting and Darby Allen this week. I don't I don't really care. And I think that yeah. makes three of us, right? <laughs> I, I think that makes three of us. I, like I said, I like these guys, but I just feel like it's the wrong angle for them to be trying to do a rap diss. Um, Come on, Sting's going to bust for sure, bro. He's going to clap back. You watch. Or will Darby clap back? Uh, I, I don't I don't think I have any interest in either one of these guys clapping back. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I know. It is what it is, man, but fuck. What can you say about this crap? I mean, it's different, right? Like, at least it's different. I, I will give them that. Oh, yeah. At least it's, you know, so I haven't seen it a hundred thousand times. Oh, well, yeah, I haven't seen it at all, actually. Yeah. Between these four or these two, whatever, we've seen it before yeah. with fucking other fucking wrestlers in other companies, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Okay, well, next up here we've got MJF. Uh, he goes into the ring to take on Sean Dean. Uh, Punk comes out. Yeah, who? Um, he's he's four and five in AEW. Oh. I have seen oh. him before. I don't remember who he lost to, but he took a pin against somebody else on the main roster. Okay. Yeah, he also saluted. So I'm guessing he's got like a like a GI bro gimmick. I don't know. Um, well, maybe <laughs> they did mention Booker T after all. They did. Um, so before this match gets started, Punk's Punk comes out to get his hands on MJF. Uh, MJF powders out. It looks like he's just going to walk away. So Punk turns around and he gives Sean Dean the GTS, which gets Sean Dean the DQ win, uh, which they oh announced God. against MJF. Um, okay. I'm going to give them a little bit of credit because this is a little silly. Okay. And anybody who says this is silly, you're not wrong. Here we it's, go. It's Here, we go. Here we go. Here we go. But 
I will say that this is an interesting and different way of running this angle. Um, you know, Punk just makes it clear, like, you're going to do nothing but lose matches. However, I have to make you lose matches until you give me what I want, which is a shot at you. Um, Ooh, I'm like scared. I said, yeah, well, like I said, it's different, right? Um, so before we get into the back and forth promo here, um, track, what did you think about the way that they're, that they seem to be pushing this angle where no matter what punk has to do to make sure MJF loses, he's going to make sure MJF is announced as the loser. Uh, quite honestly, I don't, I don't mind it. Um, this was very different. It was, it was the first, there was a very, very first time we see in DQ finish of any kind in AEW. In like like two two and a half years AEW, this is the first time we see a DQ finish. And it's funny how they did it on did it to um John Dean. Like I said on on uh Carnage with Jimmy T, this guy the biggest loser in AEW, losing over forty forty matches his entire career AEW, and <clears throat> he's the new talking black guy for AEW because he he over here defending AEW with this whole during this whole big show and Tony Khan situation, and he's over here doing charity work. With uh, Cody Rose and him, and he does he he, he is the biggest loser in the, in the company, and I'm, I'm glad he got he got his ass kicked, either way, rather than yeah. MJF or CM Punk, and he does he would go out there and do anything for the for the comp, for uh, for TK and uh, Cody Rose because he's a he's a talking black guy. He's like, yeah, I, I lose I will lose a match in in, uh, in a minute. Yeah, I, I lose in five seconds. Yeah, I, I'll go out there and uh, get DQ. For the first time in AEW history, because I'm I'm a I'm a, I'm a token black guy. Like, fuck off, <laughs> fuck off, Sean You just the biggest ass catcher in AEW. You might be the <laughs> biggest ass catcher than Powerhouse Hop right now. So that's, that's not fun. Damn, that's fucking cold, Trey. Wow, we got some fire coming out of Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, well, um. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it. Again, I, I'm I'm kind of with you. Like Sean Dean, I don't know. Get serious. Um, you know, I, I don't mind a guy having this role on the card. I don't mind if his role on the card is to eat the pin every once in a while. Um, but give me some kind of a story. Like this was the one thing that I absolutely love about um, about Vince Russo booking. Uh, everybody's got a story. It does not matter if you are the last guy on the card, the main eventer. Everybody's got a story. Everybody, there's a reason why we're why we're going to pay attention to you. And if we're going to watch you lose, we're going to be damn excited about watching you lose. Um, but in AEW, they have you know they have these job guys, and they come out, they they get no entrances, so you know right away they're not getting the win. They do nothing exciting, nothing special. You know, Sean Dean gives the salute every time he comes out, which is fine. Um, but it doesn't go anywhere. They don't do anything with it. So, yeah, in terms of that, do something with your guys. Learn a little bit from Vince Russo. I know that can be a hard thing to hear um, from people in professional wrestling nowadays, but the guy did a lot of things really right. And I think it's time you know, the IWC starts to respect Vince Russo again. Absolutely, Chris. Well said, my man. That's why you get a round of applause for that. Absolutely. And I agree, man. Russo used to do 
storylines from the bottom to the top of the card, man. Like literally. You know what I'm saying? And and no one does that anymore these days, man. You, you watch WB. I watched day one, for example, and, and me and Kevin Panetta actually reviewed it, which you can check out right here at the PwC Network and at markmedia.com. And, um, man, like it was a decent show, right, for what it was. It's still a pay-per-view or, sorry, a premium event of two matches. That's what a premium live event, which honestly yeah. just sounds like something that you you pay for when you get someone's OnlyFans. But carry on. <laughs> Absolutely, I know it, it's fucking it, it's stupid, dude. I can't keep up with this company. I don't know what to fucking think. But you know what, man? Their 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 premium event, whatever the fuck it is, was actually kind of decent, right? <laughs> but anyway. That made me really lose my fucking my place. But I was gonna say, <laughs> AEW, they need to start like I think they they're starting to do that, man. When you think about it, look at tonight's show. We had Serena Deeb with the still with the storyline that's still going, and I'm gonna call her Serena the Hitman Deeb because <laughs> if she didn't come across as Brett the Hitman Hart tonight, I'm telling you, man, she so reminded me of Brett. I don't know, but at least there's multiple storylines going on all over the place with AEW, even if it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, I, like here's here, here's what I've here's what I've said about AEW um, in comparison with WWE, and that's they still feel like professional wrestling. You can still feel the soul of pro wrestling when you're watching AEW, even on the nights when it's bad, it still feels like bad pro wrestling. Whereas the WWE, I really honestly feel they've lost the soul of professional wrestling so that when you're watching it, if it's good, you think, Oh, this is a good show, but not necessarily this is good pro wrestling. And when it's bad, you can't even appreciate it as bad pro wrestling. It's just bad. Yeah, no, I agree, man, 100%. And, uh, Michael, any thoughts on that, man? Well, first off, I want to have a screen D be the female Bret Hart than Natalia any day of the week. And- oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. That's not necessarily a, a negative. Put it that way. Yeah, now, I'm with you. I, I completely agree with, you, with both of you guys. And it just um, the whole uh, premiere live uh, event thing from uh WWE, it sounds stupid as hell. I get where they coming from with uh with it because they're not on Fairy U anymore. They're on the network or on on, on the cock. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, matter, it doesn't really matter what they what they call. It's just they they t- trying to they trying to to trademark everything in WWE and it's it's just sickening. Like who who really cares what you call it? Like a live event. Well, I still call it Fairy U. I don't give a fuck. Cause that's what it is. Pay, pay for you, why right, right, right. And yeah, the day one is was decent. This this uh, past Saturday, hopefully they keep it up. Well, I, I doubt it, but I, I I hope they keep up this momentum of you know having decent pay per views, even though their weekly television can can suck ass every every week. <laughs> Absolutely, I agree one hundred percent, man. And uh, just quietly, Chris. And I, this is just a little fucking thing I just want to point out there. You know, we're going to be participating in our first ever hammies. Oh, yeah. I guess we're, I guess, yeah, that's kind of cool. We're part of that. Yeah, I didn't even, weird. 
Yeah, dude, I didn't even like that. Didn't even click for me, but now it now it has, and I'm like, oh man, that's cool. I like, I'm definitely not gonna win anything. <laughs> I've got a feeling otherwise, but since everybody wants to put themselves out there, how about you vote for us? You know what I mean? Either one doesn't matter. Just vote for us. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, just sorry, Chris, go continue. Just vote for Jimmy. That's just vote for Jimmy. And I'll say vote for Chris. So, you know what to do? Vote for either one of us because either way, we're happy anyway, man. So, yeah, man. So, just putting it out there, we're, we're participating in our very first one. And maybe as rookies, right, if we do win anything, maybe it's the like we break some records, dude, and win one quicker than anybody else ever has. Well, that would certainly be interesting. Um, I'm not holding my breath. Uh, Neither am I, man. Don't worry. Yeah, because being put over by those guys is uh, well, it's it's about as difficult as it would be if we were rookie wrestlers trying to get put over by those guys. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> Even uh, though you got put over, my man, I that Paula himself really put you over, bro. It it was extremely humbling to hear what he had to say, and then I remembered that he had just recently drank a giant bottle of uh, oh, of whiskey. On. So um, we're, we're, <laughs> we're going to move on. We're going to move on here. We're going to talk about uh, the the back and forth promo here between uh, Punk and MJF. Um, I liked the back and forth here. It was it was standard stuff. There was nothing you know, otherworldly about this. MJF, of course, brings up Punk not being good enough to main event mania. You know, he's, and then he says, you know, and if I don't start getting treated a little better around here, maybe I'll go main event mania. Um, and I love that he keeps doing this because this is exactly what AEW fans don't want to hear. Like, there is nothing that they want to hear quite as much as, you know, I'd rather be in WWE. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. Uh, Punk's reaction, it was mostly just a fired up promo. Um, he didn't say anything really, you know, otherworldly or terribly interesting. The quote here was, go ahead and leave. Maybe you can main event night four of a buy one, get one free extravaganza. There's no truth to that, so fuck. Yeah, well, I mean, that's just it, right? And the, the pop that he got for, for that line was it was on purpose, you know, like, and I do love, I do actually like that about some of the back and forth stuff that you get from AEW towards the WWE is it's, it's a lot of callbacks and it's a lot of stuff that well, fans really well, the, have been sort of saying for a long time. Well, guess what, Chris, was it really towards WWE? That's the question because right now we are in the middle of wrestle kingdom, which is up to night three <laughs> tonight. So, so I think he's taking a jab at New Japan Pro Wrestling, dude, because they got three nights of Wrestle Kingdom. And not just that, Kazuchika Okada did call out CM Punk and Brian Danielson in an interview just a couple of days ago. Did he? Wow. Yes, he did. So I think that it's more to do with New Japan than it does with WWE. Interesting. Um, yeah, I hadn't. I honestly hadn't thought about that. Because I honestly don't think about New Japan ever. Uh, what about you, um, Track? Uh, give us your opinion. Was he was he cutting at WWE or was he cutting at New Japan or was he doing a little bit of both? What do you think? It might be a little bit of both. Um, yeah, it might be a little bit of both. 
might be pointing more more toward WWE than New Japan, in my opinion. Because he still, I think CM Punk still sour at the fact that he never made a match with WrestleMania, especially when he was WWE champion for over four hundred days. Um, That's true too, right? But I do, I do like this back and forth promo. Um, more a lot, a lot more than when they were when they were messing in Brett Baker and all that all that shit that was kind of, kind of dumb as hell. Um, but this one it was really good uh, back and forth. I like how MGL was constantly teasing the fact that he might leave in twenty twenty four and the whole bidding mm-hmm. war thing. Uh, and that's that's that and that's how MGL go uh over the feathers and, and getting people on the on the people's skin, especially the fans, because we all know that there's some fans out there that secretly want to see MGL. In AEW for the long haul, and I did. I did. This was a really good back and forth, um, and I, I like. I like it a lot, and I just. It's, I just can't wait to see how how this match gonna go between MGF and, and CM Punk, because no matter how many times CM, uh, MGF got high behind Pinnacle, that's that's still even a thing. Um, it gotta be interesting to see how these how these two will work in the actual match. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I, I wonder, I, I really hope that they give it enough time to build because that's one thing that I feel like they have done wrong with a lot of AEW is they haven't really allowed programs to build to their to their fullest extent before they try to pay them off. You know, like we talked on, we talked on, uh, on Rampage Uncaged this week about you know the 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 big street fight um Mm. from new year's with the women just bleeding all over themselves um and how you know you you can you can pay off the proper feud in this way but it can't just be oh i i i i stole a, a win from you last week let's let's bleed all over each other for an hour it, like that's dumb it, it doesn't make any sense it's not it's not good storytelling it's not long-term storytelling it's just bad um but yeah so hopefully they do a good job with that um something that they're already not doing a very good job of uh out next here uh chris jericho he comes out he gets the crowd to sing oh. to him again um Jeez, can I just say, Chris, before we continue? Yeah, go ahead. Did you notice his bad hair fucking dye all over his fucking forehead? I mean, he wasn't looking like a million bucks today. We'll put it that way. He was looking chubby McChumpy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, a little bit of the bubble air. Again, I think he must be hitting it, bro. Yeah. Good. Um... Good chance. He definitely looks like he's been trying to do cardio in Winnipeg, um, which, trust me, is real fucking hard right now because I'm trying to do cardio um, just east of Winnipeg, and it is really fucking hard because it is freezing fucking cold. Um, actually, Track, what's the temperature like down there right now? Are you guys getting this crazy cold that we are, or are you guys still a little better than us? Oh man, it is it, it's like last time I checked it was like four degrees outside in Minnesota. Okay, okay. So it's pretty freaking cold. Um we're already at minus forty. So Damn. <laughs> is that Fahrenheit or Celsius, Chris? That's actually where Fahrenheit and Celsius meet is minus forty. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you so go, yeah. it's, it's a 
<laughs> that's learning something every day for our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So Chris Jericho, he's mad at 2.0. They come out wearing the only T-shirts that will ever be made at Wrestling Tees that, that say 2.0. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Jericho says, hello, Terrence and Philip." <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yeah, if you're a South Park fan, you got that right away because Terrence and Philip are these hilarious Canadian stereotype characters. Um <laughs> It was definitely funny. <laughs> he proceeds to then call one of them Squarehead and the other one Pinhead. Um, he did try to get the crowd in it. Uh, I think that they were as polite as possible while not giving him what he wanted. And I mean, honestly, Chris, Pinhead, Squarehead, this is what we're going with now. This is this is your material. Yep. yep. <sighs> anyway, I have a question. Um Jimmy, if you and I are bad guy wrestlers, okay, let's just we're, we're just we're just crazy booking here, right? If we're bad guy wrestlers, right? We're heels. We already don't like following the rules, and uh, let's say Track is in the ring and he's talking shit about us, right? And then we come down to the ring and we get in the ring, and then he keeps talking shit about us for the next two or three minutes. Are are we gonna just stand there and let him talk shit, or at some point are we gonna jump him? Because you just jump him, man. You know what I mean? You just, I yeah. get it, right? But you know what's funny? The baby face had the baseball bat. I get it. It's two against one, but it's only fucking 2.0. Come on, man. But it was and two against one after he stood there and called them pinhead and squarehead for 15 fucking minutes. I know it wasn't that long, right. but fuck me. Like, I know. It's true. It's true, man. They had to yeah, wait for... Yeah, they had to wait for Daniel Garcia to come out so that it was three on one. They, I, I, we can't we can't jump him if it's just the two of us. I mean, Jesus Christ. Look at look at how much weight Chris Jericho has put on in the last fifteen minutes. We can't possibly jump him. Stupid. And whoever did his hair needs to get fired right now. He, I mean, it was bad. Like he had yeah, he had hair dye on his forehead. Um <laughs> it was pretty bad, man. Yeah, pretty bad. Um track um should heels be more aggressive like what do you think about this whole situation like to me this was a situation where i was just like what <laughs> why did they need to wait for the third guy like is daniel garcia their heater what's going on here try to explain it to me track if you can i i can't i can't really explain what whatever the hell chris Jericho does nowadays in AEW. <laughs> Like, you really need to go out there and, like, go out, walk down the way and have these all more tars, sing a song that I hate. I, I fucking hate now. I, I used to like that song a lot. Now I just, I just hate that fucking song so much. I just hate <laughs> And he goes out there calling uh, Two Point Ho, uh, Terrence and Phillip, I guess, because they're Canadian. <laughs> they sound like fucking uh, uh, New Yorkers, dumbass New, New Jersey. Like, they fucking do sound like New Yorkers, bro. That's fucking true. That's so fucking true, man. I've been saying that all the time too. But they're from Quebec, so that's probably why they sort of sound like New Yorkers. And they, they sound like fucking dorks. It's like, come on, you, know, <laughs> you want to taste? You want to taste? No, I don't want to taste. I'm not gay. Anyway. But it was a stupid hell. That this this second was stupid as hell. Having little Dane Garcia come out and try to be the healer. Well, it just it was just it looked like it looked like a fucking toaster oven, but it just it was just, it was stupid. It had uh, Elias come out there 
uh, Santana Ortiz and Kingston come out there. And yeah, I, I apparently you gotta have a match on, on Rampage and no no whole ball match again. Like, yeah, F- fuck it, I don't, I don't care. Can I just say I I really like uh, a track black when he gets just a little pissed off. Like just hey, me too, bro. <laughs> just a little heated A track black is fucking funny. Um <clears throat> all right. Well, I guess we'll move on from Jericho and 2.0. I really wish someone would say that backstage at AEW, but um anyway. Uh the highly disputed era are backstage. Um Adam Cole, uh who left AEW um, because he wasn't being used properly and because the WWE wasn't going to use him in the right way. And he wanted to go to a place where he was going to be used properly to the fullest extent of his superstar potential. So, of course, you know, where they've got him on this show is challenging a guy who made his debut on darkly elevated darkness of dark elevators um jake atlas to a match on rampage this is what he came to AEW for it's to wrestle jake atlas uh that and also to do a podcast with matt hardy hooray uh that's that's a real thing but uh i don't give a fuck about jake atlas first of all Two, shouldn't this guy already have retired? I mean, I don't. I mean, you'd think. I don't know. Jimmy, listen, when when we've done Uncaged, you know, you and Jargo have talked about the star potential of Adam Cole. Um, How annoyed are you with this kind of booking? Because I don't think he's a main event guy. I just don't. Um, I never have. But I can see a lot more in him than, you know, being the second guy to ever wrestle Jake Atlas on a random episode of, episode of Rampage. Right. Well, look, it's a tough one with fucking Adam Cole. It's really hard, man, because I think he's got it in him to be a main event player, right? But not necessarily back when he was in WWE, even though he was at times in the main events, and I know he was in NXT, but even on the main roster when – uh he done a few things on there. He was beating everybody, man. So that made me believe. As And Triple H actually started booking him in a more serious way. But here in AEW, man, he's just the exact same thing we had pre-WWE. He's pretty much the same Adam Cole, baby. The exact same Adam Cole. Uh, we're going to move on because this was like a 30-second uh, promo. And I just... Like taking, you know, pot shots at Adam Cole because I think he sucks. <laughs> All right. Um, coming up next, we've got Wardlow who squashes uh, Mario Luigi Spaghetti Linguini. Um, Spirit hits, hits him on the outside with a C4. Uh, wants Wardlow to just cover the dude. But Wardlow just wants to powerbomb people. Um, he delivers yeah. five tonight. Spears follows it up with a chair shot. This was fine they continue to sort of move forward with this it's the same thing they've been doing hopefully since we're going to get cm punk versus wardlow next week wardlow does the exact same thing and just power bombs him five times and pins him who who likes that idea uh this is war apparently this is <laughs> war this is war is it doesn't that sound like fucking disturbed 
it does um like a really shitty version of a disturbed song <laughs> that's funny <laughs> yeah it's it's like yeah, yeah, well, it's like a random disturbed song from like their fourth album when everybody was starting to get kind of lazy and oh they got um, lazy bro yeah but 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 they didn't it wasn't like they were so lazy that they were remaking you know Simon and Garfunkel songs yet but they were they, was, they, <laughs> okay, they were still pretty lazy <clears throat> Yeah, it was Hello, bad. darkness, my old friend. Uh, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, track, uh, are you excited about next week? Uh, CM Punk and Wardlow. Do you think that uh, Do you think that Wardlow may, um, you know, be the new Ryback? Or <laughs> what do you think? Well, uh, ever since I saw Warlow in AEW, I just thought there was this guy was like a the dollars over version of Brian Cage. Now I say like this is it's like the other way around. I feel like Brian Cage is the dollars over version of Warlow. I do see yeah. some, some yeah. potential. I do see some potential, in and I I just wait for him to turn on turn face and turn on MJF. I don't know when I gotta be. Um, apparently they gotta have beach break. In Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio, which is uh, Warlow's hometown, so I might we might see a turn there, but I highly doubt it because we 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 expect to see a turn from Warlow for months and had 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 has happened yet. So I don't know when it's gonna be. It might be at beach break. It might be at uh, a revolution because apparently if Warlow went to face a revolution in the TC Championship, they got a guy handing over to the up which I, I I don't I know I know. If uh, Wall are not gonna be happy about that, and not gonna let that happen. So uh, let's just get this shit over with. Let let Wall be be a face. And after next week, I, I know they got not gonna be like a squash match. Wall Wall are gonna be actual match because they're not gonna have CM Punk in a squash match against Wall Um, but uh, I, I do see CM Punk win here, and I do I do see a little tension between Sean Spears and Wall because we might see uh, Sean Spears cause. Warlord Mask somehow. Absolutely. Whoever's opening doors is, is, uh, is welcome to the show. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, it's cool. Um, but yeah, um, Jimmy, I think that some kind of a fucked finish is the only way you really get out of that next week, right? Like you can't, you, you can't really have, you know, Wardlow take a GTS and then a pin, can you? No, you know, if it was up to me, I would actually have Wardlow go over. If it was up to me, right? Because come on, man, it's the young stud against the old, has he still got it? Fucking CM Punk. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Oh, it would certainly be like appropriately shocking. Right. And that, you know what I mean? That is shocking. And it writes itself after that, man. You know what I mean? You've got to see, you know, CM Punk, does he still have it? Can he still get to the fucking top of the crescendo? You right. know what I'm saying? Like, that's 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 the thing, man. But they won't go that way. And like you said, it will either be a punk victory or just a fuckery finish. Yeah, which I I, I think it needs to be the fuck finish personally. But yeah, we'll move on from this. Um, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. So coming up next here, we've got the uh, TBS title match. Jade Cargill versus Ruby Soho. Okay. 
everybody take a deep breath because I'm I'm about to have a fucking meltdown here. Okay. Um, Jade's daughter uh, is an adorable little girl, and she's at ringside. Right. And um, but but she's a baby face. I thought. Wait, no. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Oh, 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 okay. So I just I'm going to ask you guys a couple of different questions, right? So let's start with Track. Um, hey, Track. Do you remember when Randy Orton was kicking all the legends in the head, and the WWE showed his adorable children at ringside, and they showed how much his kids wanted him to win uh, when he was kicking people in the head, and he was like the the dirtiest heel in, in the WWE? Do you remember that? I don't think I remember him, his children being shown after he... No, yeah, that that didn't happen. Uh, Jimmy, do you remember when Skeletor uh, told us all that he was only angry at He-Man because he was never properly loved by his mother? Oh, yeah, I remember. Of course I have. (laughs) No no such thing, man, never happened. No. Hey, Track, do you remember when Cobra Commander said he was only trying to push G.I. Joe to his limits so that America would be safe from the real threats? I do remember that. No, no, that that didn't happen. Um, do either of you remember when Shredder was just trying to get his pet turtles back? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah of course. No, nope. uh, actually, I don't think I do. <laughs> nope. Um, AEW. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> look, I know people are gonna go. Oh, it's just wrestling. Why are you taking this so seriously? Because I care. Like, <laughs> That's right, man. I know they don't, they don't fucking get it, man, but it's true. It's very true. But these fans will say, but they've been telling long-term storytelling, dude. They've been doing it. No. No, they haven't. <laughs> um, they have not told long-term storytelling, and <laughs> you you can't do 10-minute storytelling with Jade Cargill right now, as we will um abundantly come to understand as we move on in this match here um mercedes martinez and thunder rosa both come out to fight each other because i guess they needed their tv time and it needed to be here ruby does whatever she can to get a match out of jade um it is not enough Jade, um, I knew before this match that she wasn't really like, you know, ready, but to this level, I I don't know. I mean, she eventually hits her moves and hits her move and gets a title. But at one point here, she literally like rolled herself up to take a pin for a near fall. Um, yeah, yes, sir. That's not how wrestling works. Apparently it does. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to ask a difficult question and I'm going to I'm going to ask Track because he's here and he's available to us. Um Track, do you think that she was always supposed to win this championship or do you think that everything that happened with Swole recently um changed the booking here? Nah. <laughs> I kind of know you're going to uh, um, I, I honestly think this 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 tournament was made for Jay Cargill. I think Absolutely. I don't think 100%. she won the championship because of the whole uh, baseball twenty con situation. I think, I think this this tournament was made was made for her. Like she she always uh, promoted like 
Hey, come on, the that this show, that this trap, as Jimmy would call it. Like, he was, he was gonna win the tournament for regardless. Uh, I don't think it was anything to do with the uh, the whole incident with um Big Show. People thought that, oh, Big uh, B won a lot of championship to, to ball us as they won. That had that that had something to do with the whole situation. No, it, it, it did not. Like that that people saying that they're still that dumb as fuck. But bad. This is, in this situation, I think Jay Cargill was was supposed to win the whole freaking thing from day one, and I didn't, I didn't, it had nothing to do with the whole Big Twelve situation. I think it was made made to win this win this uh the championship. For the match, the match itself sucked ass. I'm not sorry. I don't think it was partly her. I, 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 it was her fault, but it's also Whoopi Goldberg's fault because he got got kind of spoiled in this match too because she's not Big that time. good. And absolutely. I mean, me, me, and Jimmy caught it on on K last week. Uh, I think we, we before, and we knew that Jay Cargill would win, 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 win the championship from uh from the start. Ever since uh she beat Thunder Rosa and she beat and uh Wubisoho beat uh Nyla Rose, it was one from the conclusion that uh Jay Cargill won to win this match. Yeah, he sure I, did. I, I and and I agree with you. Like just just so that I'm clear, um. I agree with you. I think that Jade was meant to win this the whole time. And I think that, you know, we've been, we've all been sort of saying since they first sort, since, you know, almost the very first, you know, start of this tournament that she's the one who needs to win it. Um, but I just thought I'd ask and just throw that out there because you know that in the IWC, there are going to be people asking those kinds of questions. Um, yeah. And you know what's fucked up? There were people fucking asking those questions, which makes me laugh. Because this time around, and I've said this for months, Chris, when this tournament got, when this belt got introduced, I was saying that was Jade Cargill's belt from day dot. And yeah, yes, were. we were talking about it also track on, on the on the Carnage show. And man, like this belt was made for her. The fact that if there's still people out there claiming that bullshit right now, you guys are whack. It's just a coincidence, and it's unfortunate too, mind you, that she ended up winning the title when this bullshit fucking went down, right? But in saying that, how is she a heel, man? Having her kid out there, and they show her on top of that, right, with her man. I mean, come on, heels don't do that shit, first of all. Second of all, they both got exposed, man. Ruby Soho is not the worker that people make her out to be, man. She cannot carry a match. I don't care what anybody says. She just can't carry anybody for shit, in my opinion, which not only exposed her, but also exposed Jade Cargill, unfortunately, and it's not her fault. That's on Ruby, in my opinion, and that's what I got to say. I mean, to me, it's on the bookers. You know when a person just isn't ready, and she just isn't ready. She hasn't shown that she's anywhere near ready for this kind of a spot. And I mean, as to the first, as to the first, um, just uh, God, this pissed me off. Not only did they show her kid before the match, then they show her kid after the match, and then they have Jim Ross. Yeah. Jim fucking Ross, by the way, 
after the match, bring attention to her, her kid and go, oh, she's crying because, you know, she's so happy to have seen her mom get the get the win here. And I was just like, okay, you're making me dislike JR. Now I'm mad. Like now I'm, now I'm legitimately angry because you're making me think Jim Ross doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And I know that's not true. Oh, man, that's um, definitely not true. Yeah. So we're going to pivot now um, from really bad women's wrestling to really good women's wrestling. As Serena Deeb is backstage uh, with JR uh, for a recorded video, she says she's not going to accept the losses and she wants to hurt Sheeta, maybe more than she even wants to beat her. Um, Jim Ross says, uh, you know, why, why do you seem so angry? And Serena Deeb asks, let me ask you a question, Jim. Do you think that there's anyone on this roster who can touch me right now? And JR says, well, I don't think so right now. And she says, you're damn right. And uh, she damn. demands a match for next week at Dynamite. Um, listen, she can hit the promos okay. Um, her real strengths are in the ring, right? But um, – I liked this, uh, especially after that women's match that was just, I mean, excuse me for saying so, but that match was an abortion. And um, the fact that we were able to get at least some relatively serious, you know, women's wrestling uh, as a reaction to it, I was I was at least thankful for that. Um, what did you think of the contrast here, uh, Jimmy? I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. That's what was going through my head. I'm not going to lie, man. Even Everything, bro, her mannerisms, the way she spoke. For a minute, I thought she was fucking getting a Canadian accent. I'm telling you, man. I, was, I couldn't help it, man. I love Serena D, but and I'm all for this. This is not me knocking it, just so we get that clear. I love it. But the thing is, man, I just get Bret Hart flashbacks. Every time now she talks and just her movements and her facials and all that, man, it reminds me of Brett the Hitman Hart big time. Yeah. Well, what's so wrong about that, eh? Not, yeah. There's nothing wrong about that. <clears throat> all right. That's enough of the Canadian accent. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> um, yeah. I Listen, Jade is like she's a star whether or not she can wrestle like that's the thing that i'm going to say about jade she's um she's got that star potential that uh you know that's that's sort of what you get with the vibes for jade so i'm not mad at this but also like what i'm watching on television is professional wrestling right like that hasn't changed so when you've got professional wrestlers like serena deeb on your roster and you're giving your main event you know you know new company championship belts to somebody like jade cargill i just take issue with it to me it's like what why i mean serena deeb could have gone out there and won this title and she would have made it within a couple of weeks within two weeks she would have made this title really mean something right so but but chris i gotta butt you there sorry bro no go ahead but Jade Cargill, I mean, look at her, man. Don't 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 judge her by tonight. Tonight wasn't her fault, man. That was everybody else's fault but hers, right? Two, she gets it, man. She totally gets it. Look, she doesn't get it in the ring just yet, right? Mm. But 
And Thunder Rosa made it look like a million bucks compared to what Ruby Soho fucking made it look. That's for sure. Right? But that's worth repeating. Say that again, Jim. Thunder Rosa made Jade Cargill look like a million bucks compared to Ruby Soho ever would. You know what I mean? Anybody for that matter, in my opinion. But fucking seriously, she really did. Thunder Rosa did make Jade Cargill look good. Really, this should have been a squash match from the start for me. Uh, yeah, uh, some kind of run in. Somebody gets hit with a banana peel or a barbed wire bat or whatever the fuck you got to do, and just have Jade Cargill go over. Because, like I said, she's the star. I'm not. I'm not arguing that somebody else should be the star of the division. What I'm saying is, like, it, I have to watch wrestling. So if you're gonna show me wrestling, show me good wrestling, or just don't show me the wrestling. You know. Right, but there's a place for these for these attraction type wrestlers too, man. That sort of I you agree. know, they bring people's you know they get eyeballs on the product, man. And she's just a specimen, bro. If you're looking at her from a from a kid's perspective, looking in, mm-hmm. she looks like a superhero, bro. I agree, and I mean, you know, there's professional wrestling is full of people just like that who are incredible, who do incredible business, right? The ultimate warrior was a huge moneymaker and he could not work for shit. Um, (laughs) No, he couldn't, but he knew how to fucking knew ring psychology though. You know what I mean? And that's my point about Jade Cargill. Yeah, no. And it's a good point. It really is a good point. Um, yeah, we're going to move on from this, though, because I don't want to talk about these two anymore. Um, Malachi Black, uh, his entrance is cool. I don't care what anyone says. It's cool now. It was cool before. It's going to still be cool the next time he does it. Him and Pillman uh, are having a match, which, okay. Uh, we'll run through it real quick, and then I'll ask you guys a couple of questions about it. Uh, they lock up Snug to start. I like that. It's a good way to start off a match. Uh, Brian gets some good heated offense before the break. We get back. Malachi's in charge. Brian makes a good little comeback. And then he slips on the ropes and uh, and he oh takes the spin God. kick for the loss. At this point, um, track, do they need to just put him under a mask and pretend he's not Brian yeah. Coleman Jr. anymore? Because this character's done, right? I mean, I don't know why he's in the even in AEW in the first place. Like, um, this guy, Brian Pillman Jr., I thought this guy had potential. I really did. I mean, I, I saw him earlier on when he was in MLW with um, the, the New Hall Foundation with uh, Teddy Hart and David Boy Smith Jr. I thought he had charisma. I thought he had, he was a decent wrestler. But now he's in AEW, and he's he just like, he is really getting exposed. And, and then he also does help when he has a city-ass attitude out on social media. And him being yeah. a, a prick, a prick uh, toward other people, uh, toward other wrestlers, to, and towards fans, they're doing do, do justice. And I think him, his feud with MGL really hurt him a lot. And just, and this doesn't do him any, any better with him losing to Malachi Black way he did uh, tonight. And me personally, I didn't think he needed he need to be let go. Like give Garrison, give Garrison is, is better. Me, me personally, I think he's better off than uh, without Brian Pinchier. That is a shocking thing to think. I mean, really, because because I'm with you. Like 
as far as the character goes, he's done and dusted. You can't, you, you cannot save this character at this point. He's done. He's finished. If he, you know, if, if he is salvageable, he needs to go away for a significant amount of time and come back as a completely different kind of character because plucky underdog Brian Pillman Jr. is useless. Um, Jimmy, is there a better word than useless for for what for what the fuck they've turned this guy into? Yeah, just a fucking plain old hack, as we would say down here, bro. <laughs> just a useless cunt. Just a, in Greek, we'd call him a debeli, because that's what fucking that's what he is, bro. A debeli, right? This cunt cannot. F- I used to be a fan of his in MLW, man. I used to think he had something. But ever since Metheny, bro, he's been dead to me. Straight up. Right? <laughs> I, 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 mean, seriously. I don't think you can come back from that. You can't come back from that, man. You just can't, right? And I agree with Chuck. I think Jeff Garrison's got way more potential because he reminds me of a throwback 80s wrestler in many ways, right? Which I kind of like for whatever reason, right? But he's nowhere near there yet. But anyway, I get back to, to Pillman Jr., Man, he's just got to fuck off, man. Go back, kick back with Metheny, do what you have to do, and just take some time off the meth, man, and then come back. I mean, seriously, because he's done, bro. And the fact that this match went as long as it did, are you kidding me? He's another one that should have been an absolute squash since he's been getting squashed anyway. And him fucking botching at the end of the match... You're useless, bro. Disgraceful. Just horrendous. I I don't think that was a botch. I I think that was the planned finish. Uh, I think he was going for his finisher, and then the kick was going to come up. I mean, I don't know what's worse, to be honest with you. At this point, I just need him to go away and come back as something else. Um, Yeah. The Lucha Brothers come out for some reason uh the lights go out and black leaves mm-hmm. and for whatever reason then the lucha brothers go back to the back for like a minute uh-huh. i guess uh-huh. someone needed to take a leak or some shit, and then they've got their entrance again yeah i literally i have you know uh, on my notes here i have main event for aw tag titles jurassic express versus lucha brothers wait weren't they just out here yeah Right. You are already at the ring. What the fuck are you doing? I guess they're doing little sprints up and back, dude. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, getting that work in. It's too bad he wasn't doing some work on making his arm a little stronger. Um, Yeah, we'll get to it. Um, Before we get to the match, um, and I'm not going to go through this fucking match because fuck this fucking match, but um, Pentagon. Yes. When I was watching him in uh, Lucha Underground, he was one of my favorite wrestlers in the world. Like, was, was, keyword, was one of your favorites. Yeah. No, definitely the key word is was, as in not anymore. So at this point, I just wonder if he knows what he's doing wrong even. It, it, like, Are these guys going out and being told that this is acceptable? Because even in Lucha Underground, 
you had to take a moment to sell. You had to have something of a story. You had to do something. So I get it, um, Penta, cero miedo, uh, pero también cero cuento, cero interesar, cero lógica y cállate su boca, payoso. Um, <laughs> for those of you who don't speak Spanish, what I said was, so yes, zero fear, but also zero story, zero interest, zero logic, shut your mouth, you clown. Opa. Yeah. <laughs> well, can I just say he gives zero fucks? And apparently so does everybody else in this company. <laughs> Jimmy, how long is the illegal man allowed to be in the ring after he makes a tag? Uh, pff, uh, I think five seconds, right? Five seconds. Yeah. Five seconds. Yeah. Cinco. Ten, nine, eight, seven, Wait a minute. There's a six, countdown about five, to hit five, four, three, <laughs> two, I mean, one. Even the freaking computer knows it's fucking, it's five, bro. That's awesome. Um, and also extraordinarily creepy. Um, please don't listen <laughs> to me, computer. That's weird. <laughs> Um, oh, shit. okay. I, I can't, I can't handle Lucha Brothers matches anymore. When they did the double, like bouncy arm drag thing where both guys helped the other guys up to the top. And then they, they both did the little, the little arm drag thing afterwards. Arm um, drag. This may legitimately have been the dumbest thing I've ever seen on primetime wrestling. And I mean, I've been watching for a very long time. Like I, I watched Judy Bagwell on a pole match. And I think, I think that that spot may be the stupidest thing I have ever seen in pro wrestling. Um, Remsburg should honestly have just DQ'd these guys. He was yelling at them, one, one, one in, one out, one. Come on, guys, one in, one out. Come, come on, guys, one in, one out. You, you, one in, one out. One, two, three, four. Come on, guys, I'm reaching five here. Like it's five. You can't. You got to get out of the ring now at five because it's been five seconds and it's five now. And now I'm about to get to five. Five. Fuck it. Just whatever you're gonna do, I guess. Um, he would get fired. Uh, I'm sure if he just if he was just like you know what, fuck it, ring the bell. But he would become a legend in professional wrestling to the point where this man would never have to look hard for work. Um, and just like, please, Bryce, if you want to be remembered in professional wrestling, the next time you have a match with these fucking morons, just call for the bell. Because every everybody who does a podcast will react like – like you're Hitler, but those of us who are intelligent will know that you are actually Clark Kent and you've just saved professional wrestling world. Like, we're already cheering, bro. Yeah. Um, every single match that these guys have require their opponents to stand around waiting, looking like a bunch of fucking morons. I have officially now changed my mind on the Lucha Brothers. They must not know how to work because nobody 
could make these egregious mistakes consistently in every fucking match, knowing that they were doing it wrong. Um, they did the spot here where Luchasaurus uh, gave a choke slam to Phoenix. And I don't know if you guys have seen the replay. Um, Phoenix's elbow bent in the completely wrong way when he landed, so he's gonna be out of the sh he's gonna be out of the fucking show for a little bit now. His his arm got real broken. Um, oh God. Yeah. Uh, learn how I to work, guys. I, like, learn how to like just just. Oh God, I just. I, Go ahead, Jimmy. Go ahead. T tell zero us miedo, bro. Zero miedo. All right. Zero fear. Zero fucks. Oh. Does the Lucha Brothers give? All right. They don't give a fuck about five counts, fucking 20 counts, uno dos counts. It doesn't fucking matter what counts, man. That These cunts, even fucking three counts, they don't care. Get the joke? Three counts? I get it. <laughs> but anyway. They just don't give a fuck, bro. They clearly just don't give a fuck. I'm sick of watching them wrestle. That little Alistair Black, sorry, Malaka Black fucking Lucha Brothers fucking little thing that was going on where the lights would go black and then they will fade out from black and then they're in different positions. Cool. Ooh, spooky. Right. Halloween was back in October, fellas, for Christ's sake. But anyway... I just want to say one more thing. <sighs> if this is not leading to a friggin' match, I mean, not a match, sorry, a little storyline between the Lucha fucking Butch Brothers and Malaka Black, like forming into a fucking, I don't know what the fuck they're forming to, a triangle, a square, an octagon, or a fucking House of Black, for that matter, then I don't give a fuck either. <coughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, with all that said, um, track, I don't know, bring us back off the ledge. Tell us how this wasn't every bit as awful as we've been saying it is. Well, I, I hate to break it to you, but I, I think that, that was stupid. Like, first, <laughs> first off, a lot of came out there as made to say for Brian Payton Jr. Just to go backstage and do their stupid intro, and all the fire ground coming out of their ass. That would that that that's that was so, that would I think that would be dumber than the whole uh, out of course uh, the thing where he the main interest his old stick the boom Daco baby and went went back to a nasty bird to call a match that never happened. Like, what the fuck, huh. man? And it's like, what the fuck? Bryce Wurtberg would never do that. We never do what you, what you said, Chris, because he's a fuck idiot. I would always say, yeah, I always say, yeah, I agree. Because he, he's one of the worst referees out there on AEW. And uh, Pentagon Jr., I've always, always been a fan of his before uh, AEW. I mean, I, I love Pentagon. I think he was one of the coolest wrestlers out there. When he was in the mm -hmm. Ground, even his short stick in, uh, in Impact Wrestling, he was the coolest motherfucker out there. Now, all I see in AEW is him doing this no selling bullshit. Him doing zero mail, zero mail, zero. Shut the fuck up, fucking visit. Seriously, <laughs> go out there and just go out and just have good matches. And you can't, but, but like, if you like that, that's probably impossible because you go out there, do the same match, do the same, you sit in, just, just sit there for like five, ten seconds, like, like, lose a, like, lose a really brain masses. 
Like I see this. That's why I don't like losing believer that much. Because it always like get to sit in, stand for like five seconds, ten seconds, and you have the stupid fans doing the air, the air horn bullshit. Like fuck off. <laughs> that's <laughs> annoying. Oh, that's fucking gold. Yeah. I. Okay. Okay. So it's it's unanimous, and I'm just gonna say like. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know how anyone. I don't know how anyone can honestly watch this and 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 think anything other than these guys need to go back to fucking wrestling school. Cause like, look, they're 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 all athletically impressive. It's great, it's fine, it's cool. Um, but I don't I I don't like I I, I never watched Simone Biles because I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck about gymnastics. I don't give a fuck about gymnastics okay i have two little girls and they both like hockey thank fucking god because if i had to do gymnastics i would fucking shoot myself okay so please aria and freya if you're listening back to this and i've killed myself it's because you went into gymnastics you little fuckers um no i'm just kidding i love my kids um <laughs> but I don't want to watch gymnastics. That's not what I fucking watch wrestling for. So people are like, oh, but they do such cool moves. Um, and okay, here's here I, I'm gonna drop a little fucking truth bomb on these guys, a little bit of knowledge, and then we're gonna we're gonna do all of our social media stuff and we're gonna get the fuck out of here. Okay. <laughs> Working. <laughs> here's what it is. Okay. Well, first, here's what it isn't. Okay, it's not the moves that you do when you're in a professional wrestling match. That's not working. <laughs> no. Working is everything you do between the moves. That's working, professional wrestling. Okay. So if all you know how to do is a bunch of cool moves, you do not get to call yourself a worker. Learn how to sell. Learn how to take a moment to let your offense fucking breathe. Just learn how to do the basic shit in professional wrestling. Otherwise, and I know everybody's going to go, well, who did you ever work? I never worked anybody. Don't fucking talk to me like that. Okay. I'm not a professional wrestler, but I have been watching for a really, really, really long fucking time. Okay. Long enough that I understand what professional wrestling is and what it isn't. And what I saw tonight was four fucking idiots do a bunch of moves. One of them got his arm broken. And I mean, and then the crowd all went, this is awesome. So I guess, you know, Simone Biles should join the fucking roster and she could be the new world champion any day because just doing cool moves is apparently what makes you a good professional wrestler now. So, yeah, I got nothing else to say about this main event. Um, fuck this show. I mean, <laughs> honestly, fuck this show. That was beautiful, Chris. That was fucking beautiful, man. I almost had a demo. <laughs> But anyway, anyway, track, get your shooting, bro. Tell everybody where they can find you. Well, you can find me on Twitter at MadQuestionNews. You can find me on Instagram at MadQuestionNews. You can also follow, uh, find me on YouTube on the BW Zone. You can subscribe to my channel over there. And you can find me here, back here this weekend, hopefully, for the Friday Night Carnage with Jimmy T. We talk about Rampage, and we talk about Bailey's Biss getting hooked. Hook. <laughs> 
I can't wait for that, bro. Actually, I'm looking forward to that. See, that that got the biggest reaction tonight. Hook being announced for Rampage. I'm telling you. Legitimately got the biggest pop of the night. Yep. I'm telling you guys, man. But anyway, enough of me. Chris, tell them where they can find you, my man. Oh, my God. Okay, right now you can find me on Twitter. Uh, it's uh, Chris Ams, the number one. Um, probably just because I signed up for Twitter at some point using Chris Ams and then I forgot the password or some shit. Uh, but it's Chris Ams one. Uh, you can follow me here. You, you can you can follow me on Facebook starting on the 8th of January because I'll be officially done my 30 day suspension from Facebook because I shared a picture of my daughters playing on the beach. Fuck you, Zuckerberg. Jimmy, where can the people find you? Well, they, you can't find me on Zuckerberg's freaking platform because fuck Zuckerberg anyway. So you can find me at twi on Twitter at the PWC Network and at DJ Mass Effects. More importantly, please like and subscribe right here at the PWC Network .podbean.com. Also at atmarkmedia.com and the pwhustlenetworks.podbean.com where you can also find a Wednesday Night Skirmish right there. Also, please sometimes give us a review, man, because that really helps us big time. If you give us a five-star rating or not, whatever star rating you want to give us, just give it to us because it really helps out the podcast. And that's about it really, man. So in saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He's A-Track Black, Michael Davis, and he's Chris Ams. That's A-M-B-S. You've been listening to the PwC Wednesday Night Skirmish right here on the PwC Network at markmedia.com and PW Hustle Networks. Peace. Peace. See ya.
What a show! And we're not done! Oh my god! Penta made in Japan! It broke his neck! No! Oh! Luchasaurus ate that Canadian destroyer, allowed Penta to get the near fall on Jungle Boy. What a main event to kick off oh this TBS god. era! That made in Japan! How can the man stand after that? And now, this is the common. Oh, wait a second. No, 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 no. What's going on here? Well, that's been out too many times tonight in my life. The lights out, but nonetheless, this AEW World Tag Team Championship will continue. The lights are on, and everybody's home. Yeah, thank God. Luchasaurus coming to the aid of Jungle Boy, but all oh, the step up, the shot from Ray Phoenix, and now Penta maybe look for the Fear Factor on Jungle Boy on the apron. Fear Factor on the apron, not yet. Oh, tornado by Ray Phoenix and Jungle Boy. The champions oh. are pulling out all the stuff, using the uh, apron as a tag team partner, and that may be enough. Yeah, there's no, I don't. I don't this is gonna be it. Oh, the combination fear factor! That's it, we get the covers, that's two. What? No. Oh. Oh. The jungle board just will not quit. It's indescribable. His passion. Look, look at it, look at Alex under Hunties. He's going crazy out there. Alex is Alex had too much dot mountain dew earlier today. Apparently so. He said, throw him on the table, he's had enough. Look, because of, apparently a fear factor. There's Christian. Christian Cage. And Alex is sprint. There goes the scalded dog, Jim, right by us. He went right by us. Yeah. But now the Lucha Brothers with Jungle Boy in a two-on-one situation. Big man got back, he rose from the ashes, shall we say. Oh, wow. Did he ever. I kick, oh, Luchasaurus. He nearly sent through the table. A second one. How do you break the grip of this giant green human being? The kick, oh, blocked. Luchasaurus, the headbutt. Oh, God, a headbutt. Ray Phoenix. Oh, he got caught up. Oh, what a crash. Man, I tell you, I don't. I have a good feeling about this team. No, I tell you, I, I think uh, right there, there's two men that could be really hurt. And, and Jungle Boy has, has not really moved that much on the inside. He's barely moved. We see yeah. Christian Cage on the outside trying to cheer Jungle Boy on, yeah. trying to urge him on. For two flying teams, this has become a, a more of a ground and pound striker. Oh, oh Jungle he's, Boy. He's, yeah, he's thinking kill switch. You damn right he was. Instead, the Lariat. No. Penta made in Japan, now countered by Jungle Boy. The roll-up, two, three! Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy! They're the boy, Jungle Boy! They're the champs, they're the champs! Well, what is of this match? And new AEW World Tag Team Champions, Jungle Boy and Lucha Soros! His mom and his sister in attendance. Jungle Boy is a champion for the first time in AEW. So is Luchasaurus. How about that? Give him the belts. What a way to cap off 
the first ever Dynamite here on TBS. And let's take a look back at how Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus became the new AEW World Tag Team Champions. It was a great counter move, look at that. Just rolled through, momentum. Legs, deep dive, deep pull back. Just beautiful positioning for a very basic maneuver. Look at all that weight on the shoulders. And how great is it to see Christian Cage celebrate with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, one of the greatest minds in tag team wrestling. What a night, gentlemen, what a night. What a fun night, Tony. From the start to the finish. And, oh boy, there's a lot of guys who want to wear the crown in AEW, and they're looking on. Yeah, a lot of potential challengers waiting in the wings for Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. You see Chris Jericho. Yeah, Chris Jericho watching from a luxury box. A lot of interest in the tag team titles. Oh, boy. Alakai Black. He may be solitary and solo, but he can find a partner. Yeah, buddy. It's a big week for us, ladies and gentlemen. Well, there you see how great the tag team scene is here in AEW. We got new champions at Caliber. We got new champions at JR. This big week will continue Friday night with AEW Rampage coming your way. 10, 9 Central on TNT. Then the first ever Battle of the Belts this Saturday night at 8, 7 Central on TNT. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for inviting us into your home once again. We really appreciate you, your loyalty and supporting what we're doing here for pro wrestling. Absolutely.